This is Dr. Marv Rosenberg of the Safaris of Image of a Girl fame, and I'd like to welcome you to the show, The Anatomy of a Hit, the show that will give you the inside story of a hit, from its birth, to its development, to it reaching the charts. Do you remember back in the 50s, that great television program we used to watch that started out with the introduction of who were on the show? Listen and remember. The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet, starring the entire Nelson family, Ozzie, Harriet, David, and Ricky. Here is Ozzie, who plays the part of Ozzie Nelson. And of course, his lovely wife Harriet, as Harriet Nelson. The older of the Nelson boys, David, appears as David Nelson. And his younger brother, the irrepressible Ricky, played by Ricky Nelson. The Nelson's next-door neighbor, Thorny, is played by Don DeFore. Yes, it's the Ozzie and Harriet show. Well, little Ricky, the youngest of the family, grew up and became a teenage idol singing so many hits through the 50s and early 60s. Most of us, when we were young, used to watch Little Ricky grow up on the adventures of Ozzie and Harriet television show. It went on the air on October 2nd, 1952, and ran until September 3rd, 1966. It became one of the longest-running sitcoms in television history. We watched Ricky Nelson grow up on this family show when he first started singing and Ricky used to sing a song at the end of each program a few times a week. Well what made Ricky turn to music and make a record? Ricky explains on an interview in 1981 on the Tom Snyder show. Listen. What, what made you decide to make records. You were very successful as a young actor. You had it going with the family and everything. And how did rock and roll or music come into your life? Well, you know, music has always been, I've always been involved in music because of my folks. They, my dad had a band, band orchestra. Right? Yeah, my mom was a vocalist with the band. And uh, it really started with, my, the idea to make a record was, uh, happened when I, uh, I was going with a girl at Hollywood High School. And uh, she was a year older and she used to do things like I'd take her home and she'd go out with the friend of mine and I'd find out about it you know she wasn't real thrilled with me anyway so uh, and I was driving her home one night and Elvis's first record came on the radio and she she did this whole thing about Elvis and I thought I got I have to do something here. I thought maybe she said listen if you make a record then we can but uh, if you don't make a record you got no shot that's so. true that's true no way you know and so uh, I said why well, you know I'm gonna make a record and she laughed a lot and uh, so I took her home and I thought I'm gonna make a record and just one record and hand it to her and say you know there, you know. Mm -hmm. So I went back and I uh, did a record on the uh, the show on the sound stage. He used to record music for the for the television show, and then uh, we took that around as a demo. And in, within about three days, uh, and subsequently, I did it on the TV show, like the next week. And it was like really an afterthought because nobody realized the power that the television had at that time. Now, Ricky started out his musical career with two big hits right off the bat. First, there was a cover of Fats Domino's big hit that reached number four in 1957, I'm Walking. And then a song that reached number two in that year called A Teenager's Romance. Remember that? Ba, 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 ba. Ba, 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 ba. 
A teenager's romance is fickle or true. A teenager's romance is red hot or blue. You're either in misery or high on a crest. A teenager's romance is like all the rest. We are going to hear a lot of Rick Nelson's hits and salute a great, great singer. One of the songs that we will primarily be talking about is a 1958 classic by Ricky Nelson, which was his first number one hit. I used to play around with hearts hasten at my call But when I met that little girl I knew that I would fall for a little food Yes, it's Poor Little Fool, which stayed in the number one slot for three weeks. Poor Little Fool was written by 17-year-old Sharon Sheely when she was still attending high school in Newport Beach, California. Sharon drew inspiration from an affair she was having with Don Everly of the Everly Brothers, who happened to be married at the time. She wrote the song after he broke up with her. But how did Sharon get the song to Ricky Nelson? Raymond explains on his show, Rock and Roll Memories. Today I want to tell you a story about the youngest person to ever write a number one song in a rock and roll top 40. Her name was Sharon Sheely. Sharon, like most girls, loved rock and roll, but it wasn't enough for her to hear the songs on the radio. She wanted to meet the stars in person, so she moved to California, met a lot of stars, as a matter of fact, even dated Don Everly of the Everly Brothers. He eventually broke off the relationship, and of course she was devastated, so what did she do? She went to her diary and wrote out her feelings like so many other American girls did. A couple days later, she's looking at it and she's going, hmm, there's a, a couple of rhyming words. I, I bet you I could make a song out of this thing, which she did. Now I got the song. Now what do I do with it? And DJ on the radio comes on and goes, Rick Nelson is appearing at such and such a place uh, in a couple of nights or whatever. And she goes, ah, I'll, I'll give it to Ricky. So she goes there and she's waving the, Ricky, Ricky. She's waving the diary page and he's laughing at her, you know. He meets her backstage and she goes, oh, wait a minute. I'm just another 16-year-old girl that he's going to think is infatuated with him. I'm going to lie. Okay, so she fabricates this huge lie of somebody in older in her family writing the song originally for Elvis Presley. And Elvis loving the song, but really didn't fit in his repertoire at the time, so he passed. So Ricky, here's the song. You can have it if you like. And Ricky goes, you kidding me? No way, man. I love Ricky Nelson. Let me see what I can do with it. So he records the song. The song goes up the, up the charts, and he suddenly finds out that Sharon Sheely uh, was the original writer of the song. There was no Elvis Presley. There was no older person in the family. Man, he was furious. He hit the roof, and he confronted her on it. The song was recorded on one of Ricky's albums. Here is Ricky in an interview with WNEW in New York explaining just how Poor Little Fool was released as a single. Did an arrangement of it and put it on an album. And at that time, uh, singles were the important thing. You know, an album cuts were, were separate. You know, it was like a single was a 
separate thing from any album. And uh, all of a sudden, they, they started playing that song off the album. And I had to be talked into, you know, they had to talk me into releasing it from the album. On the record track were several musicians and singers who were connected with Elvis Presley. For example, James Burton, who was Elvis's guitar player on just about every record Elvis recorded, played guitar on this record. Also, the song featured the background vocals of the Jordanaires. This was the first Ricky Nelson single to feature the Jordanaires. They were Elvis Presley's backing singers. They were not credited because of their association with Elvis. Well, later on, Sharon Sheely became Eddie Cochran's girlfriend, and she wrote this song for Eddie Cochran called Something Else. Oh, look at that. Here she comes. Later on, Sharon Sheely collaborated with Jackie DeShannon of What the World Needs Now is Love fame and wrote this hit song for Brenda Lee called Dum Dum. A music sweet, the lights are low Playing a song on the radio Your ma's in the kitchen, your pa's next door I wanna love you just a little bit more Singing a dum dum a diddly dum other writers wrote some of Ricky's biggest hits. For example, the Burnett Brothers, Dorsey and Johnny. Dorsey later had his own hit, Tall Oak Tree, and Johnny Burnett had hits such as Dreamin' and You're 16. Here's how they got Ricky Nelson to sing their songs. Dorsey and Johnny Burnett's brashness got them their first success in the music business in California. On arriving in L.A., Joe Campbell, a friend, helped them by buying a copy of A Map of the Stars, which showed the location of Rick Nelson's home. In an effort to get their songs to him, the Burnett brothers decided to sit on the steps of his house until they could get a meeting with him. Their persistence worked, and Ricky listened to their songs and was very impressed with their work. He eventually recorded several of their songs, which became hits. For example, they wrote these two songs together that were so big for Ricky. Like this one, reaching number four in 1958, Believe What You Say. I believe what you say when you say you're going steady with nobody else but me. I believe what you say when you say you don't kiss nobody else but me. I believe, do believe, I believe, yeah, I believe pretty big. 
And then the Burnett Brothers wrote this song for Ricky, which reached number 18 in 1958, Waiting in School. I've been waiting in school all day long, waiting on the bell to ring so I could go home. I throw my books on the table, pick up the telephone. Hello, baby, let's get some going. Heading down to the drugstore to get a soda pop, throw a nickel in the jukebox, then we start to rock. My school gal, baby, gonna taste some news. You should look good in the baby doll shoe. Well, it's a one, two, a pull up a shoe. A three, four, get out on the floor. Five, six, come get your kicks down the corner of Lincoln and a 46. Yeah! Dorsey, on his own, wrote It's Late for Ricky, which reached number nine in 1959. It's late, it's late, we gotta get on home. It's late, it's late, we've been gone too long, too bad, too bad. We should have checked our time, can't phone, we done spent every dime. It's late, it's late. We're about to run out of gas, it's late, it's late. We gotta get home fast, can't speak, can't speak. We're in a slowdown zone, oh, baby, look at that clock Why can't it be wrong if we could have left home at a quarter to nine Would have had fun and plenty of time We got started just a little bit late Hope this won't be our last day Johnny Burnett wrote this one on his own they reached number seven in 1958, just a little too much. Sometimes I think I love you all just a little too much. You know you thrill me, baby, with your magic. That's why I want you, honey, and love you like I do. I'm gonna scream and shout you. There ain't no doubt about it That's why I love you like I do And another recording artist got into the act. Yes, Gene Pitney of Only Love Can Break a Heart and Town Without Pity fame wrote this great hit for Ricky. Hello, Mary Lou, reaching number nine in 1961. On this song, Ricky's dad, Ozzy, is playing the four-string guitar in the background. Hello, Mary Lou. Can't forget Ricky's other song that reached number one in 1962, Traveling Man. I'm a traveling man, made a lot of stops all over the world, and in every port. 
dear senorita waiting for me down in old Mexico. And if you're ever in Alaska, stop and see my cute little Eskimo. Oh, my sweet Fraulein down in Berlin town makes my heart start to yearn. Great music is back. RememberThenRadio.com I think it's great. I love what you guys play. The best music around. Radio, the way you remember it. Ricky was good friends with Elvis. On The Tonight Show with David Letterman in 1981, he was asked about his relationship with Elvis. Listen. Did you know uh, Elvis at all? Did you guys... uh... I got to know him very well. Yeah, I really did. And we... uh... We were real good friends. We used to play uh, football games together. You know, mm-hmm. he'd, he'd have teams, and I remember he and I used to go out and play. Uh, you know, just to have some exercise. You know, and uh, over at UCLA there, and uh, so he invited us to come and, and play his team. And we drove down to this park and drove by these guys that I mean, they had uniforms and they were all <laughs> serious about yeah, it. You know, yeah. and we're going, no, that can't be. <laughs> no, really, yeah, warming up and everything, doing the whole thing. And uh, so we played, and it was like the Rose Bowl. You know, I mean, people were flying through the air, and it was, you know, it was a serious game for a while. It went on and on and on. (laughs) Did, um, uh, how old was he now? If you were 16 around this time, how old was that? I think he's uh, about five years older. Yeah. Did you become just casual friends, or did you ever socialize? No, we didn't. No, I I socialized a lot with him, and I got to know him real well. And, uh, you know, when he'd come into town and stuff. And uh, I liked him a lot. Yeah. I really did. Was he easy to talk to and hang around with? And- Very easy. It was an, a good thing because it was like we, we could really relate, you know. I mean, nobody had anything to to uh, prove to each other or there were, you know, anything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, did your parents so- like him? Or did they say, you stay away from that Elvis? He's a- oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Later on, Ricky got married and had three children. On The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson... In 1974, Ricky explains what it was like to have kids and how we related to them. This is funny. I'm getting older and I have a family of my own. And three? All, you know, I have three and one on the way. Oh. So three and It was really nothing. Yes. <laughs> nice hand for that. Four children. How old are the others? Well, uh, I have twin boys, uh, six, and uh, my girl is uh, ten. And uh, they're, they're really funny. You know? They really are. I, I know when we uh, we wanted them to be the first to know that that uh, Chris, my wife, is expecting. So uh, we called them all up in the room and told them. They were all very happy and everything. And uh, Matthew was one of the, was one of the boys. Said, uh, "Well, tell me." Uh, <clears throat> What'd you guys do? Just talk it over? Or, or? <laughs> he's old, so he's six. six. And I didn't really want to feel like going into it. But he's funny, you know. Did you just talk it over? And... Just, yeah, we said, yeah. yeah we, we talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? Certainly. Uh, have they asked explicit questions yet about the young children will do? Not really. I, I really, I think they know. You know, I, I don't know. It's, it's weird because... Uh, Most parents over-explain that they dread the day when a little child says, you know, 
start to ask about that. There were several other hits Ricky had which we didn't hear so far. Here are some of them. This one reached number seven in 1958 called Lonesome Town. There's a place where lovers go to cry their troubles away and they call it lonesome town where the broken hearts stay in 1959 ricky had another hit reaching number six called there'll never be anyone else But you, for me, never ever be Just couldn't be anyone else but you If I could take my pick of all the girls I've ever known Then I'd come and pick you out to be my very own There'll never be anyone else but you for me never ever be just couldn't be anyone else but you in 1962 ricky reached number five with young world it's a young world when you're in love you're in a young So take my hand and let me show you Just how true young love can be In a world And in that year, at number five, which is one of my personal favorite Ricky Nelson songs, it's Teenage Idol. Say they envy me I guess they got no way Of knowing How lonesome I can be It's up to you Reach number six in 1963 It's up, it's up to you Because I've done everything I can In 1963, Ricky covered the standard song called Fools Rush In. Fools rush in where angels fear to tread. And so I come to you, my love, my heart above my head. 
there's a chance for me then I don't care and reaching number three in 1957, it's Bebop Baby. My love for her so tender and sweet My heart starts pounding every time we meet My bebop baby still in her teeth Just as sweet as she can be My bebop baby in her old blue jeans It's a bebop baby for me A bebop baby for me The last hit Ricky had was with his own band called the Stone Canyon Band And in 1972 he had his last hit Reaching number six on the charts it's Garden Party. I went to a garden party To reminisce with my old friends A chance to share old memories And play our songs again When I got to the garden party They all knew my name Recognize me I didn't look the same But it's Alright now I learned my lesson Well You see you can't please Everyone so you Got to please yourself On December 31st 1985 En route from Alabama To a New Year Eve's show in Dallas Nelson's DC-3 airplane crash landed in a field in Texas. The burning plane trapped its passengers inside, killing all aboard except the pilot and co-pilot who escaped through the cockpit window. Early press reports erroneously suggested that drug usage aboard the plane might have been hmm, the cause of the fire that killed Ricky and his band, as well as his fiance Helen Blair. But in fact, both the FAA and the 1987 National Transportation and Safety Board determined conclusively that the fire had begun in a malfunctioning gas heater. Between his first hit in 1957 and 1961, Ricky Nelson had 36 Hot 100 hits, several of them double-sided hits. Let's hear the song in its entirety that we featured earlier, the first number one record for Ricky Nelson, Poor Little Fool. I used to play around with hearts, hasten at my call. But when I met that little girl, Knew that I would fall for a little fool Oh yeah, I was a fool
hold me close and kiss me But her heart was full of lies Poor little fool Oh yeah I was a fool She cared for me and that we'd never part And so for the very first time I gave away my heart Poor little fool Oh yeah I was a fool The next day she was gone And I knew she lied to me She left me with a broken heart Won her victory Poor little fool Oh yeah I was a fool The day when someone else would play love's foolish game with me Poor little fool Oh yeah I was a fool Uh-huh This is Dr. Marv Rosenberg of the Safaris. I hope you enjoyed the show, and I hope you will tune in for the next segment of The Anatomy of a Hit. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>